Hey. Hey. Did that just really happen? I know, right? I can't believe it. I'm so excited. Wow. Love that for you. No. Love that for us. Hello listeners and welcome back to Love That For Us. I'm Emily. And I'm Paige. And today we are just going to be talking about how we're doing. Yeah. We're just gonna have a little chat. On. Just have a little chat. You know? Catch up on life. <laughs> Give everyone an update. Yes. So how are you doing, Paige? I'm doing well. I'm very tired. Got some not so great news today, but what's that? So I'm in, I'm on the athletic team, like, within athletics at UCLA, and we just heard this morning that all of Pac-12's fall sports have been canceled for this calendar year. Mm-hmm. So, moving forward, we didn't really have enough, a lot of answers. I'm not a fall sport, but moving forward, we didn't really have a lot of answers as to what my sport and any, every other sport within UCLA and, like, the whole NCAA conference was going to look like this the calendar is obviously not normal but with this news it just kind of creates more confusion and more questions and doesn't really give anyone any more answers so it's a little frustrating but right now my sport isn't affected as far as we know but you know if I hear anything I'll update you guys (laughs) So do you get to talk to your teammates about that and how they feel? Yeah, we actually have a meeting tomorrow. So you guys will be hearing this right before I get some answers, hopefully. But uh, we're supposed to have a meeting tomorrow and hear about what my coach knows from the athletic department. But right now it doesn't seem very promising (laughs) as Mm -hmm. to getting any concrete answers. But... It's just kind of how life is right now. Yeah. <laughs> how about you? How are you doing? I'm doing okay. I'm doing... Actually, I was thinking about this the other day, about how well I'm actually doing. Yay! <laughs> oh, it makes me so happy. Thank you. But yeah, I've especially through recording the last few episodes for this podcast. Um, mm. It's like a therapy session. It is like a therapy session. <laughs> but it's made me think about how much progress I've made and how just happy and proud I am of myself um and yeah I mean obviously there's always things uh going on but in general things are good for me like mental health wise in that arena I'd say and just like where I see my life heading at the moment I'm just really happy and excited (laughs) which is like good especially for like times right now with the virus and unknown just, I think I've, like we talked about in um, our episode about COVID. Yeah, about COVID. Um, just how I'm learning a lot to just go with the flow and take it, take things as they come. Mm-hmm. And it's been helping me a lot. And I'm very happy. Like, I'm thinking about where I was this time last year. And so I was so nervous to go to school. I was so nervous. I had a lot of days where I was crying because I just didn't know. Well, because I'm, I'm a Capricorn, She's a so Capricorn. I'm just so afraid of 
doing the wrong thing or like of the unknown like it makes me so uncomfortable not knowing what's gonna happen and I think yeah like (laughs) my mom would always tell me when she was taking me to mommy and me when we were younger um on the car ride there she'd have to tell me exactly what we do once we got to mommy and me or else I didn't want to go like I wouldn't get out you needed a full like itinerary yeah and sometimes my mom said like towards the end of the drive she realized oh she didn't like walk me through what we're doing and then she'd have to do it really quickly or else like I wouldn't go in because I'd be too afraid because I didn't know what was going to happen even if like what my mom said was like completely not what we did at least like it would get me through the door (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know that yeah so yeah I was really nervous at the time because I was gonna like go Holy by myself life. be by myself for the first time in my life mm-hmm. I'm a middle child so there's not <laughs> there wasn't uh, many times where I was by myself and um I was also with my ex at the time and like this was the period where he was at school and I was on the quarter system so I had like time by myself and and everyone was starting school and like I know you didn't technically start but you were like in school yeah actually a week ago literally to the date a week ago was my first day at school yeah that was when I left Mm. yeah so I like that was when I started to feel a little more alone I guess because like everyone is starting their lives and this is like the point where like you're ready to start a new like chapter a new chapter in your life yeah and I felt like uh, like I just had a lot more time to be alone and just wait for that to come like I felt like that was a long period of waiting yeah. and I also felt like in that time I had like a month of summer um well when all of my friends were already going to school on uh-huh. the semester system and I was just like just there at home and um I I think that was a period, like, what you talk about, how you struggled with that, and um, you talked about it in a couple episodes ago, Mm -hmm. how, like, you don't let yourself, like, relax and not do anything, Mm -hmm. and I was, like, I felt like I was wasting time, but, like, there was nothing for me to do. I was going to college, and, like, I can't prepare for anything. Like, I don't know what my classes were. Yeah, so I was, like, I'm not doing anything. I felt like I was wasting my time, because I'd wake up, I'd go to the gym with my mom, which was great, and then I'd come home, and i like would watch tv go just like I had a really productive start but I have nothing to carry through the rest of the day yeah like I'd lay outside tan honestly it was great and then my I remember my dad saying like look um you're not gonna have this time ever like for the rest of your life so enjoy it while it lasts so then like the last half of that period I was more like okay you know what I will enjoy this yeah like because I'm not the one that packs like a month ahead of time for school <laughs> you do? <laughs> I'm already packing right now. But it's also because oh, yeah. I just don't have anything to do. Oh. Well, because I always <laughs> I want my stuff now. Like, I don't want to pack now. Well, all my stuff that I had at school was, like, my school stuff, and everything I had at home was my home stuff. The only thing I kind of just moved into my room was my clothes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. But, yeah, no, when I was packing last year for school... I don't even know if it was a week before, (laughs) but like, that's just how it works. Like, I didn't feel stressed out. Like, oh my gosh, I have to pack. Like, that's just, like, I want my stuff then because I'm not, like, I don't have that much stuff. No. And like, so I was able to pack my like winter clothes earlier because I don't need that in Southern California in August and September. (laughs) So I packed all of those. And then like the day before I packed all my summer clothes, but I was fine. Like, I didn't feel like I was 
rushing or like wasn't gonna make it in time that's fair. that's just how I work which is funny because I'm like a planner and I like yeah, to make I sure think I that's get stuff done and then I do that like I always pack like I want to it sounds I guess I do pack last minute but it's not like that for me like I'm not ever scrambling it's just like that's how I work I feel like <laughs> you almost you know what you want to pack like what kind of things that you're going to pack yeah so it makes it easier when you are packing so you kind of do plan I guess oh I always make a list I'm big on lists I am too because I have short I just have bad memory but so I make lists but I'm like I make like 10 different lists because I lose my first oh. list. <laughs> but, but yeah no I make lists for packing for homework for chores like I always make lists because then I feel like I feel organized. I see what I did and I can feel more accomplished even if it's like little things that is true I always do that and like it just Makes my day a little better, a little easier for myself. And I can pat myself on the back and say, like, ooh. You're like, I did good today. You dusted today. (laughs) When did I do that, though? (laughs) I know everyone was a little dusty. Yeah, I I need to dust. No, you're not kidding. I need to dust. (laughs) I didn't notice it. I didn't go anywhere dusty. I was just laying on the back. I know. Your floors were nice because I fell on them. (laughs) Oh, yeah. They're also very slippery with socks on. Well, yeah, I don't have, like, a rug in my room. It's just hardwood floors. No, but, like, yesterday Surprised was, like, I haven't slipped. Yesterday was just, like, oddly more slippery. Like, I just, like, walking and slipping. Like, that's your problem, then. <laughs> I have problems, okay? I struggle with day-to-day living. It's fine. Speaking of day-to-day living... <laughs> trying to move this conversation along. Let's <laughs> get, get it going, baby. <laughs> Um, do you see a therapist every week still with your team? Is that something you'd want to talk about on the podcast? Yeah, we can talk about it. I, well, we had two different, almost two different therapists. We had like a team therapist basically who would kind of come in and do like damage control or just prep us for really big events. And that was more, that was less of an intimate one-on-one situation it was more like our whole team was in a boardroom and we'd have our therapist psychologist it's who's a psychologist not a therapist but he would come in and like kind of do a sports psych session with us but um through athletics we also get like one-on-one therapy with a psychologist who I see once a month so I actually just saw her last week I think last Wednesday so yeah so I see her once a month I honestly I really do recommend for every like I highly recommend it I know there's kind of a lot of stigma around going and seeing a psychologist just unfortunately there's a big stigma and there still is despite like progress we've made on mental health awareness but I think it's very beneficial and well, what are, what is your opinion? I know you've seen them once or twice. Yeah, so I think just the nature of who I am, I don't like asking for help yeah. because I feel like then I'm not good enough. And just for that reason, I should be going to therapy. <laughs> You're like, maybe I need therapy for that. You're yeah. like, maybe I should go text her and see if she's open for a session. Yeah, like in high school, I never wanted to get like a tutor because I was like, oh, that means I'm not good enough. Like, smart students don't get tutors and then I get to college I'm like all the smart kids get help they always are in like office hours they're always getting um smart people aren't answered 
smart people for the most part are naturally smart, but they're not the smartest because they're naturally smart. They're the smartest because they're working to get better. It's like mm-hmm. same in every aspect of life, honestly. Yeah. Because I know, um, I mean, <laughs> for most of my life, my mom has been my therapist. <laughs> and She's a great one. She is great, and she helps me a lot through everything. <laughs> um, and I still talk to her about things um, anyway, but she would always, like, say, you know, maybe it would help to get an outside opinion on this. And I was always like, no, I don't need that. Like, I, I can do this on my own. And then mm-hmm. I just put more weight on my shoulders and on my mom's shoulders <laughs> she's like emily i'm asking you not for you but for me okay <laughs> i mean yeah she's very sweet and loving and very yeah. helpful but sometimes it is nice to get an opinion of someone or like mm-hmm. to talk to someone who just has no background of your situation yeah because um, they can get a different perspective on things um which is why like i like going to my mom too because she yeah. knows everything well, they also don't know you so they can give you a very like honest answers a very honest answer that doesn't it's not influenced by like an emotional connection Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so I think once I got to college I started to realize that like I it's 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 just okay to get help yeah not only is it okay it's better um yeah and I just realized like there's no reason to like feel bad about needing help because that's only weighing me down even more. Mm-hmm. I think for me, I was never opposed to seeing a therapist. I just never had a reason to in high school or anywhere else. Like, mm-hmm. I don't... I probably did, but I <laughs> I wasn't opposed to therapy. I was opposed for me going to therapy. Yeah. Like, yeah. I never... I just couldn't see it. I feel like I never had a reason to go. I feel like I didn't... Luckily, I didn't have a lot of mental health struggles in high school. Um, I think the most I struggled with was, like, anxiety. And I, to be honest, I didn't even know I had anxiety until one day my coach looked at me. And he was like, Paige, you have anxiety, but you act like you don't have anxiety. Like, I would mask it by trying to, like, tell myself, like, oh, no, I'm fine. I'm calm. Like, just Mm -hmm. calm down, stuff like that. Like, that's how I would handle it in the gym. And I feel like in the gym was kind of the most noticeable place where I had anxiety because I feel like in other social aspects I didn't mm-hmm. just because I don't really I'm not super analytical of how other people look at me outside of gym I feel like that's just like a gymnast thing but I feel like when we went to school over the summer I had summer school prior to my fall of freshman quarter and we had like a workshop that was mandatory for incoming athletes and they really just it was a very informational time where they told us about all the resources the campus had whether it was lgbtq resources or mental health resources or just academic resources they really just showed you everything at your disposal and i think that's where i was really like introduced to like therapy and psychology and getting help from someone else so I got in the accident over the summer and that took a toll because I was transitioning into college transitioning into being with a whole new team and a whole new atmosphere and then kind of getting that ripped away and feeling very secluded and then going into fall quarter I didn't really like my classes I was struggling academically I just 
didn't really feel like myself, honestly, at all. So I don't know who recommended it to me. I don't really remember. But someone recommended that I go see our sports therapist that she specifically works for like the athletic department. So they introduced me to her and I started dating therapy. And then I started dating that one guy that I recently broke up with. And I stopped seeing therapy because I honestly felt like I was in a better place mentally. I was a lot happier. I kind of was settling into things a lot more. And my schedule was kind of ramping up too. So I felt like in a way that was just kind of like my expendable piece. And I kind of wish I didn't think of it as my expendable piece. Mm -hmm. Because after the breakup, my teammate, who will also be my roommate, was talking about how she's going to therapy again too and then she kind of like recommended it to me again and I started that up I think the beginning of June so June till now I've been going to therapy once a month and it's been so nice not to mention the fact that like I get like my coaches we have like weekly meetings we have individual meetings so I kind of get like different aspects of therapy all around but Mm -hmm. I feel like I don't think I would have seen a lot of positives in this time without going and talking to someone about my emotions because I hate talking about my emotions. I like to just push them down or pretend like they aren't there, but... Can't do that. Can't do that (laughs) because then it explodes later on. It's just like a soda can. Um, But yeah, it's been really nice. And just like, it's a stranger, so I don't really care if I... When I met her, she was a stranger, so I don't really care if I cry. I don't really care if mm-hmm. I cry now that I know her either, but I cry all the time. Every every session I've cried. I'm like, yeah. Ah. It's good yeah. to cry, though. It's it good is to good get to cry. Out. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. I'm a crier. So how has therapy kind of... Have you been going to therapy lately? Um, no. So what <laughs> happened was... Or I, how has it affected you? Yeah, so I didn't go to therapy till... January like I never went to a therapist until January of last or this past year January 2020 oh. so yeah so what happened was well I mean I've actually I've had conversations with um a relative before oh. who's like sort of a therapist but um she lives in Canada so and that was a long time ago that was when I was a freshman and it was really interesting because she's really good at like tapping into your energy and she started saying stuff like like for example she was like yeah I can just see you like at lunch with your friends and you're sitting there and not talking even though you really want to join in but you feel like you just can't and she said that and I started bawling because I was like how did you get that so right because you remember and yeah you were like I really wanted to join in but for some reason I was just so afraid of someone um judging judging me I I don't it's hard to pinpoint what that feeling was, but I was so guarded because... There was, like, a barrier between you and everyone else. Yeah, I was I was really guarded because I didn't want people to not... I, like I was saying before, I didn't want to do anything wrong. I, like, that was just something so, like, much in my head that it, like, prevented me from doing anything at all. Wow. Yeah. So anyway, um, <laughs> fast forward, I was able to work on that just, like piece by piece by myself throughout high school Mm -hmm. and again with the help of my mom she's great (laughs) she is I told her she should be a psychologist (laughs) um in October was when 
um, I went through the breakup with my ex. Mm-hmm. And... That's rough. Yeah, it was definitely not easy because I just felt so alone. Because you didn't have anyone. Yeah, well... You were so far away. I was very grateful for my roommate at the time who, even though we had just started to get to know each other, she was very supportive and I had that and that was really great. And so it wasn't really so much the first few times after that. That was just like dealing with heartbreak, dealing with like the pain in my chest that you feel when that happens. Yeah. Yeah, and just all of a sudden my future is not what I thought it would be like it was just blank because I had planned that out in my head so much that's such a subconscious like I think women do it a lot I don't actually know if men do it but where you're just like you get in a relationship or you get into like something along the lines of that with another person and it just slowly integrates into your head just envisioning the future with them Mm -hmm. yeah so then after that I feel like for a couple weeks things were just like fuzzy like I was just trying to get through school it was it was the week of midterms I had a midterm the day after um we broke up and uh yeah I was just really trying to get through school and just focus on that and try to take my mind off of it so that I just wasn't in so much pain because my heart was hurting so much um and I know we're gonna have a breakout episode episode. coming soon so, so you guys can know can get kind of what happened and why and it hurt so much, but um, this is more about dealing with our emotions. Our emotions, yeah. So yeah, after I I pretty much got through fall quarter, um, okay. Just I really focused on school. I had a lot of calls like back to my mom to my sisters, um, which those helped. It was nice going back. Um, for Thanksgiving and seeing them. Mm-hmm. And it just so happened to work out that my parents were supposed to come that weekend anyway, yeah. or the weekend after. I forget which one it was because it was Parents Week. Uh, or week, parent, Yeah, Parents Week. And so that worked out really well that I was able to have my mom and dad come um, right after that and just have them to talk to in person. And just have, like, <laughs> a support system there. Yeah, I stayed up till, like... It was a crazy story. I can tell that more in the next um, episode. Yeah, you had you had more difficult breakup. A yeah, more difficult breakup. No, it than was both of mine. I was thinking it was crazy the way what happened to my parents when they were coming up. Oh remember? yeah, with the whole LAX flight mix. They had yeah. Anyway, a traveling disaster. <laughs> yeah, but and it, that was nice talking to my mom. So then I come back for winter break, and I ended up um, see because I hadn't seen him at all um, since October. No, since I. Saw him in August, um, and yeah, or was that September? Because I went to visit him. I left in August. I left. Yeah, no, I'm just because remember I went to visit him at school. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, oh, that it doesn't really matter. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so I hadn't seen him, and because obviously we um, broke up over the phone, and then. Um, so winter break came by and it was the day after Christmas. I met up with him Mm, to talk things over (laughs) and my birthday was two days later. So we were actually leaving for a mini vacation like that day, like the 26th of December. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, that happened and that was really interesting (laughs) dealing with those emotions and getting by that. So, um, 
this isn't the breakup episode, so <laughs> I'll get into me. how therapy helped me. So what happened was after I got back from winter break, I think everything had finally like settled in because like I had actually gotten the chance to see him in person and talk to him. Mm-hmm. And then my feelings of like, I mean, it had been a couple months. I feel like it's different because I didn't get to see him in person. So, like, some feelings lasted longer. And we never talked in between either. It was just October, boom, December, that's Done. it. yeah. Um, you still haven't talked to him since then, have you? No. Good. <laughs> yeah, nor do I want to. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I mean, <laughs> if I got to have one interaction where I saw him, like, across the street in a parking lot and I rolled my eyes and got in my car, that would be great. You're like, I'm looking cute, my waist is snatched, my butt looks great, Bye bye Thanks, Paige. You're welcome. I'm always here for that. But also, I'm not holding on to that. Like, I don't need that to happen. No. But that would, that would be nice. It's just, like, a nice coincidence to happen. Mm-hmm. So, when I got back to school in January after winter break, I just was getting back into the swing of things, mm-hmm. getting back into the norms of a school routine, and I just started to feel really lonely. And I not because of, like, it, it's hard to explain because my roommate was there for me. That was really nice. And I started to make new friends. Like, I had people there for me at school. But it's also, like, how you feel when you're by yourself. Yeah. So it was hard because you know when, like, like say you do poorly on a test and sometimes you just need someone to talk to like to call for a little bit or to text and like just <laughs> to like let them tell you it's okay and just like just to like have, have that that kind of support. just to have that body there that you know is meant for that yeah so like I know my roommate um was like I could talk to her about that but like I don't want to overwhelm her with everything I'm feeling <laughs> just because like I don't have that person in my life to kind of like um, talk to her like that because I talk to her a lot, but like I don't want to put all my like, weight onto another force, person. You don't want to force so that I, relationship onto someone. So I also felt like I always talked to my mom, like I was saying before, and I just didn't want to put any more weight on her because she's got stuff going on. She's got two of my other sisters who also want to talk to her, and I just feel like it had been that long. Like it had been since October, and now it's January. Like I shouldn't be talking about this anymore. You should, like, you thought you should be over it. Yeah, and I'm like, I don't need to bother my mom with this anymore. And I just feel like after I, like, had those little moments throughout the day where it was, like, it would be nice to text someone right now or just get, like, a good morning text. And, like, it's not like I should, I know I care about you kind of text or mm -hmm. message. Yeah, so I just started to feel like, oh my gosh, the feelings are coming back. I'm going to cry. I'm like, you look very emotional. I was I'm like, about I to cry to too. It's okay. I haven't thought about this in a while. <laughs> now I'm going to cry. But yeah, no, I think it's because I haven't thought about this in a while. Like like I said That's at the beginning said, like of the episode, my... I'm doing well now. And I think just thinking about it is like bringing up the emotion. That's what I said. I actually had a conversation with my therapist because she had brought up my ex-boyfriend because she was just checking in on like kind of all the things you talked about and then she was like so how are you feeling about that and I got like choked up and she goes why is like all of a sudden you have my eyes getting watery she's like why are all of a sudden like you're getting these emotions like where are they coming from and I told her I told her I'm over it I don't really care about the whole breakup anymore it's not something that's on my mind constantly but I don't think about him in that way anymore so like when I have to like 
tap into those emotions like it's subconsciously I like think about all the memories of the relationship and like how it's all kind of gone now and that like subconsciously makes me emotional like I can't control it mm-hmm. so that, maybe yeah. <laughs> that might be what you're doing right now yeah. <laughs> but yeah what was happening then was like it wasn't like me missing him me missing their relationship it was me missing ha- like a relationship and not having that person in my life that I had been so used to having and being able to talk to because now since I've had time since then like I've learned to um delegate my feelings in different ways um and just like it was starting to get really difficult and I felt like I didn't have anyone to talk to again like I didn't want to place it on my mom like place everything on my mom I mean my mom is always like you could talk to me anyway but I just I just didn't want to dump all of my feelings on her like every day and um I also just there was just too much a lot of feelings going on and stuff that I had to tap into and like yeah I definitely um wasn't missing the person especially after meeting up with him well and after (laughs) just like the nature of that breakup was not the best yeah and after having time to look back on it, um, yeah, it was more so just I started to feel really lonely because now I didn't know, like, how to go about my life in a different way without this significant other to, like, um, lean on to have my back, like, for me to have theirs. And so, I, yeah, just feeling really lonely and then on top of that, being away from school, like, not having my family to just like be around because even so like if I even not like just talking to them but just being around your family is so comforting and I think the fact that like I had just gone through this like that winter break was really emotional for me because like yeah I had to that was like the first birthday where I was like like I didn't feel happy (laughs) and but no by the end of the day like I had a great day like (laughs) I actually had a really good birthday but it was really difficult to get through. Um, and, like, on at Christmas, the day before I was supposed to see him, like, I was so anxious all day. Like, you couldn't enjoy <laughs> I was at my day. aunt's house for Christmas. Yeah, I, w- I was really trying to. And I did, like, I did have a good holiday. Yeah. Um, but, like, I remember I was at my aunt's house, and, like, we started talking about something. And I don't know, but something triggered, like, an emotion, an emotion like, about how I was going to um, meet up with him the next day and I had to go to the bathroom and I just started crying because I was just like I didn't know how to control my feelings because I still don't know how to because I think after I like had that much time not seeing him in between like the breakup um I had I had to like um look over everything it's just like research so much again you've been ignoring yeah because I was trying not to ignore nor trying not to let it build up, but that's kind of inevitable. Yeah. <laughs> like it, at least for me, not having the practice like of doing that because I always let things bottle up, and then I just like have this whole day where I'm just Same. crying over a bunch of things. <laughs> Same. Um. Yeah. So that was the point where I was like, I I just need to talk to someone. I had talked to, I think what what triggered, or the the catalyst for me um, going to therapy was I had, like, finally called my older sister, who, she went through a similar breakup, and I was talking to her about it, and she was like, look, Em, there's 
only so much, like, I, I can help you as much as I can, but sometimes, like my mom had said, she was like, sometimes it's just really good to have an outside opinion, to have someone that doesn't know you to talk to, and just, like, especially at school, like, being face-to-face with someone, because oh, yeah. I'm just calling my sister, calling my mom through the phone. I mean, I could FaceTime them, but it's just not the same thing, and she was like, uh, my sister was telling me how much, like, therapy had helped her. Um, and is still helping her and like just deal with emotions and mm-hmm. um, talk about things that you were holding so far down inside that maybe you didn't even realize you were holding on to, which is what happened to me. <laughs> um, so after that conversation with my sister, like the next, I scheduled, I scheduled an appointment that day. Um, so I went in the next day to like a drop in therapy and I got like the sweetest lady. Like I connected with her so quickly and it was funny, too, because I sat down and I went in there to, like, talk about... I, I talked about, like, the breakup and everything that went into that because that was what was on my mind yeah. and what I need to talk about um, in the moment that day. And I remember going in and immediately she said, like... I forgot what it was. It was something like, so how are you? Like, so what's going on? And something, like, so comforting. And, like, I just felt like she really cared. And I just start. I lost it. Yeah. I was like, I was, I couldn't talk through my tears. And then once I could, I was like, I'm sorry. Like, I don't know why I'm crying so much. First of all, I apologize a lot for you do. We need doing something that. like that. And she's like, there's like, never apologize. Like, I just do that to be like, that happens in this room. Yeah. She's like, I just have a way of getting people to um, just break. release, release like their stress. And that's what happens. And I was like, okay. I think it's not just me. (laughs) So, yeah. So then that really helped. Walking out of that session, I felt so good. Like, I was smiling the whole way back to my dorm because I just felt like so much pressure was just gone. And I felt, like, so light walking to my dorm because, like, I feel like you actually do when you're not doing well. You just feel so heavy. It's honestly... Like, gravity talk, is just too well, strong. <laughs> we talk about energy a lot, and I feel like mm-hmm. when you hold a lot of negative energy, like, you attract more negative energy, so you just feel so weighted down by your problems on top of, like, all the extra energy that you just input into your body. Yeah. From, like, your surroundings. Yeah, I definitely believe in um, <laughs> everything to do with energy and how much that plays a part in our lives. Yeah. And, yeah, I think just after being able to just get stuff out that I had been holding in for so long or I just felt so much better even just that like I didn't like maybe I didn't even work through things that day but I got it out like I spoke it into existence I like got what was in my head out on a plate and Mm -hmm. we were able to like look at it and look things over instead because there's only only so much you can do inside your head yeah. That's why people love to write. I need to get into that. I know that helps you. That helps me a lot, yeah. Yeah, and um, my therapist said to do that. I And then I did do that after our session, and I was feeling so much better. That week was, like, a really good week for me after yeah. I saw her, like, just once that whole week. Yeah. Like, I was – it was so much better. And then um, – so I saw her two more times after that. Since it was drop-in therapy – you can get, like, three sessions, and then yeah. after that, if you want to continue, you can, like, continue to come into drop-in, or you can schedule for a permanent therapist. Yeah. So I was going to do that, um, and we talked about it, and I had another appointment with her um, to, like, talk things over um, and find someone new. 
and that I kind of delayed it a little bit because that's when I joined the triathlon team. You found a new outlet, yeah. Yeah, so I started focusing on that, and I was going to pick a new one, and then that's when we got the news that we were going home early for COVID. Oh, so you kind of um, were like... Yeah, so it kind of like... an option to stop, basically. Yeah, but so in between that, like it, those three um, sessions... Uh, after or after that, I went to a couple group therapy things. I went to three after that. Group therapy. Um. Yeah. How does so that work? It was r- really helpful. Really, really helpful. That's and I was that was stepping out of my shell for me because I I mean I had been doing stuff like that since college, stepping on my shell wise. Yeah. Um. <laughs> but like group therapy, like sharing emotions with other people, like the thought it's of so crying in front of other kids my age was like kind of scary but my therapist had said how much like um she's had other students go to those and how helpful they've been to them I I don't know I felt like that was something I could try and they were like catered for specific things so one was like like a course in like healthy mindsets Mm -hmm. and then there was another one oh I forgot what it was um so did you do the mindsets one? Yeah. Okay. Um, and I, I did that session, and it was really great. Like, it was really cool and really, really helpful. Um, and the man who led it was really knowledgeable of, like, just your energy and how to, oh, like, great. react to how you're feeling, how to not pressure someone into speaking, but also get them to speak at the same like time. Like, aiding them in the right direction. Yeah, like, if someone went and they didn't want to talk the whole time, like, they didn't have to. Yeah. But I could tell, like, I was ready to talk a little more just because um, of, like, what I had been going through, like, being with my therapist. I was, like, I was nervous to participate, but I was, like, this is something I should do. Yeah. Um, and I noticed some people come into the room that I was, like, like, they wouldn't want to talk the whole time, but he was still able to get them to, like, express at least something. Mm-hmm. And it was really cool and really simple things. So, for example, one of the exercises that we did was, like, something you do in kindergarten. <laughs> and it was really comforting getting back to, like, that level of exploration with your mind. So what he did was we had, like, he passed around objects, like, shells and rocks, and then we had to go through each of the senses and just explain what we were doing. Like, how does this feel? And then we, like, literally had to say, like, oh, this is bumpy and it's, like, um, kind of round and, like, but not round on this side. Or, like, um, like this smells like dirt. <laughs> or, like, we, or then he passed around, like, the, you know, those little Starbucks packages with the almonds for oatmeal and, yeah. like, the cranberries. So he passed around that and we did that, like, what does it smell like? Like, what does it taste like? And you literally just had to s- describe, like, sit there and say, my thing is really, or my, like, food is really sweet. Or, like, the <laughs> the almonds that I have, like... They're pointy on the top. Yeah, they're pointy like at the top. And we went through this whole thing, and the whole time I was like, what the heck is the point of this? <laughs> <laughs> and then at the end, he started to talk about, like, how that made us feel. And right, like, when we finished that exercise, I was like, Wow, the whole time I hadn't even thought about anything I was going through. I hadn't thought about that test that I had to study for, like that's tomorrow morning. I didn't think about like, oh, I'm stressed about like going to triathlon practice when I'm not a runner, that like for the next day. I didn't think about like what I was feeling um, with emotions from the breakup. Still, just in that moment, like I wasn't thinking about anything but like 
this shell is pointy. Yeah. <laughs> and how much that lightened, like, again, lightened um, my weight, like, opened my mind a little, like, eased the tension. And then he started talking about how you can use that in your everyday life. Like, if you're mm-hmm. stressed, just, like, and you could just, even, you don't have to get outside and take a walk and, like, look at the tree, even though that helped me, too. You could just sit, like, in your dorm room and, like, look to your right and describe what you see and try to go through all of, like, the senses and be like, my my bed frame is brown. <laughs> like, like the wood is hard and it smells like... The wood is hard. <laughs> Sorry, I had, I had to bring some light in the conversation. <laughs> that was a good one. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> but yeah, just stuff like that. And I started practicing that um, throughout the rest of that um, that quarter. And like whenever I was stressed about the next test I had to take, like the exam I had to study for, I would take the time to like realize I was getting overwhelmed mm-hmm. and just sit there and be like, like the sky is blue, like the, the it smells like it's going to rain, which Ooh. it usually oh, does in Oregon, so that's great. That's my um, favorite. Yeah. <laughs> or like the flowers on my windowsill are yellow and they smell sweet. That's honestly like so incredible. Just how, and how much like we you did that all the time when we were kids and yeah. how much like our minds are um relatively <laughs> less stressed when we're young because yeah. we do things like that our mind just jumps to think of like all the ordinary things because we're so eager to learn about the world at like a young age yeah. like in kindergarten like that would have been a fun activity to be like my shell is purple like my shell is I do that has now. lines <laughs> yeah and how helpful that exercise was all in all therapy for me even though it only lasted winter quarter Mm -hmm. because I hadn't done anything before and then COVID happened and I didn't end up scheduling a long-term therapist um it really helped even just those few sessions like the few with the one um therapist and Mm -hmm. the few group sessions that I did were so comforting and made me just not feel alone anymore especially the group sessions just realizing like wow there's a lot of people going through what I'm going through and we weren't talking about personal things like I didn't mention like my breakup I didn't mention other things that were going on in my life in the group sessions like I did with my therapist um but you can just see like wow a lot of people are going through the same fears the same um like things are holding us back in very similar ways and I think relating to people is really comfortable. And that's one thing we hope to bring to you guys in this podcast is that you just have someone to relate to. Because yeah, I know definitely. that's why I like listening to podcasts like these is just like it's comforting to me. To know that like people, you aren't the only one going through something that mm-hmm. other people go through too. So I was just about to say, I think for me that I find the most comforting. I think I read it somewhere back in high school or whatever where it had said everything you're going through, someone else has already experienced. Mm. Like everyone, it's like everyone's gone through heartbreak. Everyone's gone through a stressful time in their life. Everyone's had a relative pass away. Every t- everyone's felt out of place at some point in their lives. It's like your parents could have, your best friends could have. So just knowing that you aren't alone going through the situation that you're going through and that other people can relate to you in some way just makes mm. you feel a lot better. And like, like you saying with your group sessions, I feel like, especially in college, it's hard to really see the other struggles that people are going through because when you're in class, when you're walking around campus, everyone puts on their best face and acts like 
my life is great, like, I'm so happy, I'm thriving, like, I'm succeeding in all aspects of my life, but, like, deep down behind closed doors, everyone's struggling with something, and being able to relate to your peers, especially, especially people you don't know, just complete strangers, and seeing that they're going through the same or similar things, it's just, it's, like, liberating in a way, just knowing that the world is so big, but, like, we all share, like, common struggles and common like successes Mm -hmm. almost yeah because like I was talking about before how I struggled with feeling really lonely I know how difficult that feeling is to carry and how it's really hard to get past that because it's not like like a heartbreak kind of pain is the one that like sinks in your chest like, like you can really feel it you know what it's coming from loneliness isn't like that sinking feeling it's just like it's you like just feel so empty in a room and yeah but consuming at the it's same like, time it's like you feel so empty with everything around you but everything inside your body is like consuming and like strangling you in a way mm-hmm. it's really odd yeah but then again also you have to remember how much your feelings are valid, like, just because, yes. like Paige was saying, like, it is comforting to know that, like, people have gone through this before, like, mm-hmm. you're not the only one, but that doesn't mean that it's not a valid feeling, Yeah. like, just because, like, oh, everyone goes through this, like, everyone goes through breakups, like, I shouldn't feel this way, like, it's, like, everyone experiences this, why should I drag this on, that's how I felt, I'm like, everyone goes through, like, a breakup, why am I dragging this on, why is this mm-hmm. so, like, hard for me, why does my heart still hurt, like, that. that's what I was feeling then, um, and that's just, like, you just have to realize, like, even though uh, people go through worse things, that doesn't mean that your what you're going through valid. isn't valid. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. It's good to put into perspective, like, in the world, like, yeah, my, like, what I'm going through isn't, like, this isn't the end of the world. People go through much worse, but that yeah. doesn't mean I can't feel sad right now. It's like, it doesn't mean I can't let myself experience this emotion, learn from it, and move on from it. Right. Because I feel like a lot of people are like, well, I'm sad today, but someone just lost their house in a natural, natural disaster, so they should be, like, I don't have a right to be sad because I still have mm-hmm. my home, I still have my family safe with me, even though other people don't. So it's, like, it's kind of hard. I understand, like, why people find it difficult, but at the same time, everyone's human and everyone deserves, like, an equal yeah, right to everything. Yeah, because if you do that and you're just like, oh, there's someone like that who lost their yeah. house, like, I shouldn't feel this way, like, they have it much worse, then that's going to be, like, what we were talking about before, how you just suppress, suppress your everything. feelings. Yeah, and then, like, Paige is talking about, like, it's, it, you can never hold that in forever. Like, at one point, mm-hmm. you're just going to break. Yeah, and it's much easier to yeah, and it's much easier to deal with right away. Even though like I'm still working on that. Well, yeah, but it's like it's good to address it right away instead Mm -hmm. of trying to ignore it and then exploding at a different time over something so minuscule. Yeah. So how I see it is that like each thing that happens that I hold inside of me is just like filling up the water Mm -hmm. in a glass. And then at one point, like I can only fill out that so that glass so much before it's gonna tip over and spill. Yeah. Yeah, great <laughs> but I think for going back and kind of talking about what you said on reflecting and either writing things down or saying them out loud, I personally feel like that's so incredibly important because I think especially during this time in quarantine, I've noticed how much I feel like bottled up when I don't say something I wish I did say because we've had more I've had more zoom meetings with my team I've had 
more lectures on Zoom. So you're kind of in a position where it's more safe to speak in a way because you're in your environment. Like you're not in person in front of a billion, what feels like a billion eyes just staring at you as you speak. But I think I really noticed that like when I have something to say and I feel scared or not confident enough to say it and the moment passes that I regret not speaking up when I had the opportunity to and that I feel like the weight of holding it in in my chest throughout the rest of the day. So I like I personally feel like if you have something you want to ask or you have something you want to comment or say, like you should really just kind of just like go for it. There's there's a movie called we bought a zoo and I love that movie. People yes. make fun of that movie, but I no, love it's that like movie. I used to watch it all the time. It and was just on the other day. That's so weird. Really? I like I just watched a little bit of it the other oh. day. There's a quote in the movie We Bought a Zoo that says, "All you need is twenty seconds of insane courage. Just literally twenty seconds of just embarrassing bravery, and I promise you something great will come of it." And I feel like whenever you have something you want to say. With when it's like in a group situation, like I feel like if I was in a group situation in group therapy, which I kind of have had, I can talk about in this that in a second. But I always get like that split second of like, I I don't want to speak. Like I really want have something I want to say and I'm passionate and want to speak about, but I'm so nervous and I feel like everyone's gonna judge me for saying this. That it's kind of just like an internal battle where I like blink for a couple of seconds, and this quote kind of has just like help me realize that I should just go for it and say it because I'd rather have it out and regret it than keep it in and regret it. Mm -hmm. But going back to like my group therapy, I've had kind of a group therapy, I guess you can say. We had, we had the group psychologist for my team, the sports psychologist. So we basically had to get really vulnerable within our team, like in front of our team and kind of just express things that have been going on in our lives and our minds to everyone on our team so for me it's kind of almost it's scary but in a different way because I have like a personal connection to everyone on the team where inviting them into like my super vulnerable state is honestly kind of horrifying but at the same time it feels so good to just let people know where you're at mentally and where your mind is and just feeling all that support from people like you love and the people around you that it's almost like in the moment it's so scary and you're in your head you're like I'm gonna regret saying this I don't want to speak it's just not something I want to do but then you say it and then you kind of just get the response of just like love and support from everyone and it just makes you feel so much better and I feel like that kind of relates to being in group therapy you get support from strangers Mm-hmm. Where they're like, I don't know you, but I can relate and I can give you my support here. Yeah. Which is an amazing feeling in my opinion. Yeah, it was great. I had this one time after like my last group session, I was getting um, Chipotle at my student oh, center. Chipotle. <laughs> <laughs> um, and this girl who was in um, my group session that day came up to me like and, and must have seen me in line and was like, hey, like I, I just noticed like, um, that you were here, would you want to, like, sit down and eat your lunch with me? And I was like, oh, that would be so nice, because she was really pretty, and I was you're not like, wearing any makeup that day, and I was oh, like, you want to talk to me? Emily, you're so pretty without makeup on, you don't need makeup. Thanks, Paige. You're welcome. But, like, even, I mean, I was feeling better after that, um, 
group therapy, but I still had my insecurities. <laughs> I mean, everyone But does. yeah, and I was like, and then we like sat down and we had this whole talk about like what we were going through. Like after, it was so nice. Well, that's really interesting because I feel like a lot of people would assume after spilling your <laughs> deepest emotions <laughs> with some people that it'd be almost embarrassing to see them in public. And I feel like it's almost the exact yeah. opposite. Yeah, that's what I would think that was like, I know like you... Or, like, like, I know, like, oh, you know, like, I was in therapy. I mean, we didn't, like I said, we didn't, it wasn't that kind of session where we all tell everyone what we're going through. I know you're struggling with something, and you know I'm struggling. We probably just saw each other cry. Like, most Mm -hmm. people would be like, I need to avoid this person, like, at all costs. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So it it was after, like, one of the sessions where we were learning how to build um, healthy mind um, techniques. Mm -hmm. And yeah, so then she saw me, and that was really sweet of her to pull me aside and want to, like, have lunch with me for a little bit before she had to catch her bus yeah <laughs> and yeah and then um we talked and like we didn't we haven't really talked after that like we snapchatted a little but I haven't talked to her since I left for school but like even so like I, I think that's okay yeah like I had that moment with her and we got to relate to each other and help each other out for like that moment for that day yeah and like it was just really nice yeah it's incredible the kind of connections you can make with people whether they're for a day an hour a couple minutes or for a couple years Mm -hmm. just by being vulnerable like the power of vulnerability is so overlooked because I feel like society is kind of just kind of just made being vulnerable a bad thing in a way they've made it like seem like being vulnerable means you're weak in that you're not strong enough to survive out here I guess in a way and Mm -hmm. so just knowing that that aspect can create connections and make people feel less alone in the world is so just it's amazing to me (laughs) (laughs) well I liked where our talk ended up I thought we got a lot of good things out and got to revisit our feelings (laughs) I literally I cried no we laughed we cried everything we hope you did too no yeah we hope you guys we kind of know this was wasn't a very structured talk, I guess, but yeah. I feel like this was a good talk to just kind of get vulnerable, talk, get a little, like, dip our toes into talking about our emotions and being real and honest with each other, but hopefully we'll have more conversations like this in the future and that you guys enjoy this episode. Make sure to follow us at lovethatforus underscore podcast on Instagram. Yes. And tune in next Wednesday for another episode. Okay, bye guys. Bye.